So seven five hard is a mental toughness program because there's going to be days in life, no matter what, whether you're on seven five hard or not, that you're not going to want to do shit. Simple. I mean, even I have it, but I built up the discipline that I know I have to do, you know, X, Y, Z today because I told myself I was going to do it. It's going to continue moving in the right direction. And that's what 75 hard is all about. Cause there is going to be days where you're not going to want to do it. I've seen people do the whole program, just simply walking. It's just holding them to a higher standard and holding themselves accountable, which over the 75 days, you start to build up momentum. And that's what it's all about. It's just starting to build momentum and progressing your life every single day. It's not a weight loss program. Yes. If you do it right, you can lose weight. But for me, my goal was to maintain weight this whole time. because This is my fourth time around because I've already had the Jurassic weight loss. I don't need to lose any more weight. So this time it was just like all about, you know, staying disciplined with, you know, eating clean food, stuff like that, making sure I get my workouts in, you know, reading all that stuff. It's just basically building up mental discipline. You're listening to the Focus on Customer Experience podcast. Podcast. Benjamin Del Grosso gives you the ins and outs of one of the most underlooked aspects in business today. Improve your customer service and watch your business skyrocket. Now, here's your host, Benjamin Del Grosso. Hello and welcome to the show. Today we have Oliver Goulet. Now, usually we try and talk about like customer experience, we talk about employee experience, you know, culture, these kinds of things. But Oliver actually specializes in nutrition and also has a cannabis business. So we were actually going to talk about nutrition is going to be part of this show today. And the reason why, because it's very important to take care of yourself. If you're not taking care of yourself as an entrepreneur or as a business leader, then how can you take care of your staff correctly? And a big part of also being an entrepreneur is you need to make sure you're leading by example at home and at work. So anyways, Oliver, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me on, Ben. I've been uh, looking forward to this all week. So let's let's uh, give us a little bit of um, your story of how you ended up in nutrition and as an entrepreneur. Well, I started my entrepreneurship journey after I dropped out of uh, a private liberal arts college that I was going to at the time, Hope College in Holland, Michigan. Uh, that's where I was born and raised most of my life and uh, well, basically all of my life. And I dropped out of that to start a cannabis company uh, after I got in some trouble. needed to come up with some money for some lawyer fees. And, uh, yeah, basically started working in the cannabis industry. Saw how far that was uh, or saw where the market was going and saw, you know, it was big money in it. So I said, you know what, I'm going to take this uh, journey and see what I can do with it. Because I was in school for business and entrepreneurship and I was learning business and entrepreneurship from someone that's never ran a business or an entrepreneur, like been an entrepreneur themselves, they just teach it. So I figured I might as well, uh, you know, learn on my own. And uh, about a year and a half into my entrepreneurship journey, I found Andy's podcast, which is a wild story. I actually was out partying. This was during my like super heavy partying phase. I was out partying with a buddy in Indiana. And uh, I met this girl, got her Instagram, was talking to her, and she kept reposting the show which was the MFCO project. And I messaged her. I was like, oh, what is this? And then she's like, oh, it's a great entrepreneurship podcast. You should listen to it. Started listening to it and immediately just like fell in love with Andy. He related to me in so many ways. I've always felt different and felt like I needed to do more with my life. And I was at a point where I was like, 
really into partying. Like I was a drug addict. I wasn't just like, you know, drinking on the weekends. Like it was a full blown addiction with partying, drinking, doing drugs and stuff like that. And then I really started like my self-development journey and realized that, you know, I'm meant for more than just partying and stuff. And I saw the route that it was going to lead me. And I knew I didn't want to do that. So I decided that I was going to do 75 hard about six months after uh, hearing Andy talk about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this then when, you know, knowing now I should have just started when I heard about it because, you know, that program truly helped me change my life. I went from weighing right around 270 pounds to now I'm sitting at about 185 to 190 pounds, give or take. And uh, yeah, that's what really helped me get into the entrepreneurial self-development phase of my life. And then I kept like, you know, investing all my money back into my business, growing, like Andy says, like, you know, don't be taking those paychecks and just kept reinvesting, reinvesting. Then it came to a point right now where we are currently working on a cannabis processing facility and a couple of partners along with my cannabis cultivation facilities I already have. So just kind of exponentially had substantial growth over the last five years because I took the time to invest into my health. And my like, you know, discipline, which has correlated into my life, just becoming ultimately a thousand times better than it used to be. And then, uh, yeah, basically I saw how great, you know, I felt after losing all this weight through like proper nutrition and exercising and just taking care of yourself that I decided that I wanted to start helping other people with it, which led me down the route of, you know, being a nutrition and lifestyle coach, which that's what I currently do on the side. It doesn't necessarily pay the bills. My cannabis company does, but that's such a great feeling to help people, especially entrepreneurs and busy, busy businessmen, you know, start taking care of themselves because, you know, you reach a plateau somewhere where like if your physical health is like your limiting factor, you're not going to continue to grow, especially in business. Because if you can't, you know, be the standard, be the example for like your team, your employees and all that stuff, then, you know, how are they going to look at you with any sort of respect if you're not growing, if you want your business to grow? you have to continue to grow on your own type thing. So yeah, that's basically who I am and what I do. Yeah. And I mean, the big thing is that people don't realize, and this is something we talk about within the community that we're both in is, is things are caught, not taught. Right. So if you're actually, you know, not working out and you're sitting there and you're eating chips for lunch in front of all of your staff and you're, you know, or eating like a big greasy burger every single day. I mean, that is what you're representing to everybody that winning looks like. You know, winning looks like me going to Wendy's, getting a double cheeseburger, and drinking a Coca-Cola every single day for lunch. But if you're eating, you know, like a healthy lunch, you know, like, you know, we got the nutritionist on here today, right? And, And you're eating a healthy lunch, and you're representing, you know, what winning looks like. You know, like, for instance, we've been working out quite a bit because we're doing 75 hard the wife and i and our son is like going on the elliptical every day because he's got this thing in school that he needs to do but i don't know if he would have done that if he would have seen wouldn't have seen like us working out every single day right yeah we're, we're representing that right yeah so you're a product of your environment and this is like i have a lot of clients and stuff that'll message me like i probably get a couple times a week like man, my kids have been seeing me work out. They've been seeing me reading and all this stuff and they want to get involved. Like they're doing little workouts and stuff with me. And I'm like, yes, you are simply a product of your environment. Like monkey see monkey do, especially for kids. And like, if you want to raise good kids, guess what? You have to be the example. And that is part of my coaching too, is like, 
how do you want your kid to be raised? Do you want your kid to grow up fat, lazy, and unmotivated? Or do you want your kid to be, you know, a high achiever, someone that works out, exercises, takes care of their body every single day? Well, if you want that for your kid, you can't just tell them to do it. They have to literally see it. And that's like, you know, it's caught, not taught. Simple as that. Yeah, but you need to, but you got to start somewhere. So you need to start with some sort of a foundation, some kind of structure of what you're going to do every day. And so, I mean, so what do you think is like some good ways that people that maybe have, maybe they have bad habits, bad behaviors right now. They come home, they, you know, I used to be one of these people. I come home every single day and I just sit on the couch, you know, and I'd watch Netflix for four or five hours until I go to bed. Right. You know, how do you break those habits? What do you recommend to people to kind of get out of that? So simply, I just start off with, you know, anyone that has a bad, you know, going to the gym or anything like that, simply just starting with a 30 minute walk, creating that habit, doing it day after day after day, which is like kind of like the 75 hard program, but the 75 hard program is a little bit like more extreme. So I start people with simply just going out for a 30 minute walk every single day before you come home and sit your butt down on the couch, because after you sit down, it's over, you're probably not going to get up and go do it. So you might as well, you know, create that habit and doing that every day and over the first like two to three weeks after they've made that literally a habit, they're looking forward to it. They feel better because they're doing it. Then we'll start implementing other little things like, okay, taking a look at your nutrition, stuff like that. Okay. Where are you eating? I'll like take all the, I'll have them write their food down. So I see what they're eating and you'd be amazed at the shit people eat. I mean, you know, (laughs) uh, they just eat a bunch of crappy food that's heavily in carbs and fats. They're not getting much protein and stuff like that. So and we just start off with simply all right prioritize protein in every single meal and then you go from there with you know making sure they're drinking an adequate amount of water how much pop are they drinking per day okay if you're drinking a ton of pop throughout the day and you're probably going to be dehydrated you're not giving your body what it needs your body you should be consuming 100 to 120 ounces of water every single day just for your body to function properly so we'll start with things like that and then once they start developing those habits of drinking a plenty of water you know getting that 30 minute walk and then, you know, prioritizing protein, they see Jurassic change. I mean, I've had people lose, you know, 25, 30 pounds in 35 days simply because they're flushing their system out with all that bullshit that's been built up over time. And then they're developing these good habits over time. And then once you hit a plateau with that, where, you know, you're not really seeing any more results, then we'll implement something else. Like, you know, maybe adding some resistance training with like some air squats, push-ups, stuff like that just to, you know, get those muscles working, start burning more fat because your muscles are directly correlated to your metabolism. So your metabolism is how many calories you're burning throughout the day energy and to lose weight, no matter what, you have to be in a calorie deficit. So the more lean muscle tissue you have, the more your metabolism will be functioning and the more calories you'll be burning throughout the day. So, I mean, we did bring up the 75 hard program and, and I'm on, day 73 of the 75 days and to to kind of give you an idea because we are talking about it it's it requires two 45 minute workouts per day one of them has to be done outside right the reason why is because you know you want to get out there get with that fresh air get things going a lot of times what we do as a family is we actually go for a long walk and you know sometimes the walks 
aren't as intentional as I want them to be. But at the same time, we're actually breeding our family into um, getting that habit of making sure to go for a walk, stay active every single day. And, you know, having both kids with us is very important because we're setting them up for success long term. So you want to make sure that you're doing, uh, you know, looking at something like this. If you are looking to get up back on track, it's not just a workout. People people seem to think 75 hard is just a workout or a weight loss program, right? So what what do you say about give your spin and take on 75 hard? I I only covered a little bit of the program, right? So so 75 hard is a mental toughness program because there's going to be days in life no matter what whether you're on 75 hard or not that you're not going to want to do shit. Simple. I mean, even I have it, but I built up the discipline that I know I have to do, you know, xyz today because i told myself i was going to do it it's going to continue moving in the right direction and that's what 75 hard is all about because there is going to be days where you're not going to want to do it i've seen people do the whole program just simply walking it's just holding them to a higher standard and holding themselves accountable which over the 75 days you start to build up momentum and that's what it's all about it's just starting to build momentum and progressing your life every single day it's not a weight loss program yes if you do it right you can lose weight but for me, my goal was to maintain weight this whole time because this is my fourth time around because I've already had the Jurassic weight loss. I don't need to lose any more weight. So this time it was just like all about, you know, staying disciplined with, you know, eating clean food, stuff like that, making sure I get my workouts in, you know, reading, all that stuff. It's just basically building up mental discipline and telling yourself because, you know, Andy talks about like you have a bitch voice in your head that's always telling you what not to do, even though, you know, you should do it. It's always going to be there, but now to the point where like, if you continue to do the program and stuff like that, the bitch voice gets quieter and quieter and you're able to dominate it. And it's all about building that mental toughness. So it's not a weight loss program. It's not about, you know, oh, it's not a challenge. It's a lifestyle. Like you're trying to develop these habits. If you do the program correctly, like we were just talking about, we know people that, you know, they say they do the program, but in reality, they really don't. They just do it to say they did it. When you're not doing it for the right reasons, you're supposed to be building these healthy habits, developing discipline within yourself so you can hold yourself to that higher standard and real recognize real people like me and you that actually have done the program through and through. You know, we made the most of it. We did it with intention to actually become better versions of ourselves. We see right through the bullshit. And there's so many people out there that just do it just to say they did it. But it's like you're not doing it for the right reasons. And Andy talks about that all the time, like. It is supposed to change your life. It's supposed to leave that person that you started this program behind. Like, that's what it's all about. It's not a weight loss program. It's a discipline program and mental toughness. Because, yeah, the, trust me, when you're on day like 73 like you, yeah, you're you're exhausted. You are simply exhausted. Kind of Oh, like man. I, I fell asleep on the couch at like 6 o'clock last night, uh, like – watching puss in boots the new movie with the with the kids and i was like out snoring the kids are like waking me up wake up dad and uh told my wife we still need to do the outdoor walk that's it everything else is done right and then you know so you go get that fresh air and everything around i think we went to like eight o'clock last night but uh you know we got it all done got it all finished and i think like 10 o'clock we like passed out like out 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 for the night right but i mean you know, I've finished in 73 days, actually day 72 yesterday, I finished four books. So I've read four complete books from cover to cover in 72 days. And I mean, that's the big thing. So you have to read 10 
books a day and I was reading pretty good books. Like I read Atomic Habits. Um, I read uh, Aaron Nash's Burned. I read, I'm trying to remember all the books I read. But uh, yeah, anyways, like a lot of the books, it's really good information. And and now I'm going to be reading Jocko Willink's uh, leadership book, right? It's like the next, partnership? Uh, I think it's leadership and dichotomy or something like that. Oh, yeah. Dichotomy of leadership. Yeah. So that, that'll be starting today. 10 pages of that one, right? So, yeah, I mean, we have, you know, that's a big thing. You, you got to feed yourself. Like, you can't be reading some Harry Potter book. Because really, you know, that's just fantasy. But the first time I did the 75 hard program, I came out of here flying. Like, I literally was scared shitless to get in front of the camera. I had no interest in being in front of the camera. I was worried about what people were thinking about me. And I started doing YouTube. And then I started doing the podcast. And I started doing all those things. And then what happened, and this is where I got it wrong, is is I came out of there and about three weeks after I finished 75 Heart, I stopped working out because all these things that I wanted to do now that I gained confidence from doing the program was taking up my time that I had set aside for working out. And that's where I went wrong. And, you know, that's the big thing. Like, because it is a mental toughness program, I came out of there and I felt like so confident, like I'm going to kill it on YouTube and I'm going to kill it with this podcast I'm starting. And then what I did is I started just like spending, you know, hours on end editing videos and doing this and sitting in front of the computer. And what I realized like this time around, I'm still doing the YouTube. I'm still doing the podcast because what happened was my time management was out. Right. Like I screwed up my time management. I was still drinking my water. Right. Still eating pretty good. Right. So I wasn't like eating, you know, crap, but occasionally I have a snack here or there. You know what I mean? Gummy bears, whatever, that kind of junk. Right. So you start realizing that. And the big thing is you need to be aware. Make sure that you have that time because everybody always has this excuse that they don't have time. I don't have time. You know, like even nowadays, you text a friend and they're like too busy to text back. You know, the whole three seconds it's going to take, you know, you really need to make sure that you're in that that zone. And that's the big thing. The big mistake I made the first time I did it was not making sure that I still had that time set aside because I literally I went so all in, like I said, on YouTube and the podcast that instead of me going, hey, you know what? I only need an hour to edit. I can edit the rest tomorrow. I don't need to do the rest right now. I need to make sure to work out. I need to make sure staying in a zone. I need to make sure to read the book. Because that's the other thing that dropped off was reading the book, right? And it was an excuse. All it was is, you know, now the last hour of the day, I'd sit in front of the TV instead of reading that book. So don't do that. This time around, I'm making sure that my time management is, is in place. And that it's organized so that I can keep going forward. Right. So, 100%. right. Cause this, this is where kind of people kind of get it wrong. Right. And then if you want to get really fancy, you go to live hard program, which I've never done the full live hard program, but that's my goal this year. I so. would highly recommend that for sure. Cause uh, <clears throat> my first time around at June 75 hard, 
I didn't even know about the live hard program until after like one of my coaches like, Oh, you're going to go right into phase one. I was like, phase what? And he's like, Oh yeah. Phase one of the live hard program. Then I looked into it and I was like, yeah, I need to do that because you know, I need to keep carrying momentum because I really like the only thing I did after I finished 75 hard was I just dropped to one workout a day. I was just going to the gym, which I didn't fall off with any of the other habits or anything, but I was like, I still felt myself kind of regressing, even though I was still moving forward. I was like, I got to keep pushing. So I pushed and pushed and pushed and did the whole lift hard program because, yeah, just honestly, I wanted to see how far the program could, you know, take me because I didn't want to be in that position because once I like in between, like, because after the first time around I did 75 hard, I was like, yeah, I'm crushing, I'm crushing. And then did phase one and there's a break. You can take a break between phase one and phase two. And during that, I started having like the bad habits and stuff kind of creep back in and stuff because I had all that confidence, like you were saying. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this, do this, do this, which really helped me in those areas. But then I started to fall back into bad habits. And right away, I was like, yeah, no, I need to recheck myself because I, you know, I did the program. I want to continue on. So I just kept pushing, restarted it, and then just kept going with it. And it's like basically part of my lifestyle now, even when I'm not on 75 hard. I basically still try to do an outdoor workout to get my dog outside for a walk because steps are great, especially because now I, you know, I sit behind a desk most of the day and uh, yeah, it just makes it a lot easier on myself with having, you know, something to do every single day. And then like with phase one, it teaches you to add like three more critical tasks and it, which goes into like Andy's power list, which the power list is like phenomenal. Like with you saying like, I'll just add it an hour today. I'll do the rest tomorrow because Otherwise, you'll end up being burnout. You'll end up giving up on stuff like your reading and stuff so forth like that, your workouts, because you're trying to do all this other stuff when you'll just end up being burnout because you're working so hard at something. But if you just work at those five things and execute on a daily basis, those five critical tasks and keep moving forward, that's how Andy got to where he's at. And everyone knows where Andy's at. Like, it's in a great place for sure. And he says, don't do any more, any less, five critical tasks every single day. That's something I live by. It's basically like my Bible every day. Do my five critical tasks. Doesn't matter if I finish at two in the afternoon or nine o'clock at night. If I finish at two in the afternoon, I have all day to do what I want, which is phenomenal. But some days, like, you know, I have a podcast day. I have a bunch of other like coaching calls and stuff. It'll be a super busy day. So I probably won't get done with work until about eight thirty, nine o'clock tonight after I have my uh, coaching calls. So, but then like tomorrow, it's not a super busy day. I want time for myself. So guess what? I'm going to bang out all of my five critical tasks, do what I got to do. And I can choose to do whatever I want the rest of the day on top of 75 hard. So it's all about time management. That's like, that was simply my biggest takeaway from 75 hard is how much time I was wasting in my day. I'm sure you realize that too. Cause once you have to squeeze in two 45 minute workouts, 10 minutes of reading, drinking a gallon, eating clean food, like you realize how much time you're truly wasting. And like with my tattoo, I just got like, I got a time piece because time is literally the most valuable thing. Anyone on this world has no amount of money. Like if you were to be offered $10 million today to not wake up tomorrow, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't take the money. So tomorrow waking up is worth $10 million to you. It's just wild how people don't really value their time. And once you start to understand the value of your time and how much time you're wasting watching binging Netflix, like you used to, I used to be guilty of that too. Like it just goes to show like everyone's given the same 24 hours. It's how you manage it and what you do. Cause if you know, you can stay busy all day long, but if you're not executing and getting things done, then you're really not doing shit. 
And that's something that people like, they're always like, oh, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. But you're really not. You're just not executing and getting shit done because honestly, probably like 50% of my week, I'm done with all my critical tasks by two o'clock in the afternoon because I get up, I get after, I do the hardest shit first. That way it's out of the way. And I want to live my life. Yeah, I don't want to be that success zombie that just works all the time. Like, dude, life's a beautiful thing. I want to take advantage of everything. And I have a lot of other things outside of fitness, nutrition, entrepreneurship that I want to give time to because that's what makes life worth living is doing the things that you are passionate about. So that's my biggest takeaway on like 75 hard for you. Well, like, so Friday, like this is today we're recording it. This is Tuesday, but Friday I had travel. And not, I'm not talking just hopping on a plane. I'm talking, it was probably the big, I think it was the biggest test for me was Friday. Wake up in the morning. First off, I got a three-hour time zone change because I'm on the East Coast and I live on the West Coast, right? So, so you know, waking up 6 a.m. there is 3 a.m. here. So I got to wake up 6 a.m. I got to do a workout. So I do you know, one forty-five minute workout. I go have breakfast. And then uh, I was at, I was at like an RTA retreat. And basically we were, uh, we had a whole bunch of meetings and stuff for about an hour and a half. And then half hour later, we're on a bus. The bus is two and a half hours to the airport. Once you get to the airport, it's an hour and a half before my flight takes off. I'm on a plane, six hours, Right. So I got one workout done, right? Uh, you know, I'm eating. Uh, I read my book, I think in my bed. Uh, I think I actually read it in the hotel room uh, before we left, just to make it easy because I can't, reading on a plane is a pain in the ass, right? So I did that. Got off the plane and I was debating on walking from the airport to where my car was parked at the parking garage. But it was only a 25 minute walk and it was like pitch blackout already. And I didn't know the area. So I don't know if, like, you know, I'm going to get stabbed or what. And it's <laughs> Seattle. Like, I don't know. Right. So, so, anyway, so I opt for getting Master Park Garage bus to pick me up, bring me to my car. And now I have a two and a half hour drive home. Right. So, because, because of where I was. So we're talking five hours. And six hours, 11 hours of travel in one day, right? And so, and I had to eat. So I'd eat something driving all the way back home. So I'd eat somewhere and go. By the time I got home, it was around 10 p.m. And I went for my walk on a street that I'm comfortable with. And I mean, so I've finished everything 1045. Now, sure, I had an extra three hours I gained from travel, but I also had 11 hours of travel in one day. So you uh, can you can sit here and I still got to respond to customer emails and leads and stuff that are coming in. So you could use your excuse. Oh, it's impossible. I can't get it done. But, dude, I tell you, I still got it all done. I got everything done on that list on Friday with 11 hours of total travel. So. Use your excuses. Valid. <laughs> I know plenty of people. I know single moms of four four kids that have done it. I know, you know, extremely overweight people that have done it that are busy businessmen. It's all about your perspective. Do you want it bad enough? Because you can make it happen. 
I mean, literally it's an hour and a half. Roughly you can get everything done in two hours of your day. That's two hours of investing in yourself. To say you have an hour and a half worth of the workouts and you have 30 minutes of the reading and stuff like that. Super easy. And everything comes down to planning ahead. One of my favorite saying is, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that goes for everything in life. And 75 Hard teaches you, you have to plan ahead. You always have to be planning ahead, especially for a day like that with traveling. You knew you still had to do all these tasks, but you also knew that you're out there developing skills and learning and knowledge through the Evolve and stuff like that. But you weren't going to say, oh, I'm just going to you know, do Evolve and then you know, fall off 75 Hard. Or you were going to say, oh, I can't do Evolve because I'm on 75 Hard. And that's something I struggled with the first time around is when I first did it, I mean, it also benefited me a tremendous amount because I separated myself from so many people that no longer like serve my purpose. Like, you know, it's the people that don't talk about anything benefit, like, you know, that benefits you or benefits them like and growth. They're not about that. They're not on the same entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial path where it's like, you hear these people just talk about people because they have nothing else interesting to talk about in their life. Like, Oh, they're talking about going out on a weeknight to go have drinks and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, I separated myself from those people because I did 75 hard and you know the amount of shit that they talked at first because, oh, you can just have this cheat meal. You can just skip that workout. Why you got to do this? They're like, dude, just come hang out with us. And it's like, no, I've decided that I'm, I'm over that shit, dude. There's no, that doesn't serve me. That doesn't move me in the right direction. Sure. Yeah. You know, it would be nice, you know, kick back and have a couple beers on a Tuesday night every once in a blue moon. But like the type of people that do that are the type of people that do that every week. And those are the not, especially on the entrepreneurship path, like those aren't the type of people you want to surround yourself with because, you know, you're going to hit that plateau where you're not going to continue to grow because, you know, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, which is like awesome that like now I'm in part of Arte uh, that I had, you know, taken that leap of faith. Like I told myself I want to be a part of Arte last year, put it on my vision board. And then after I went to the Nashville event, I was like, yeah, I think, you know, the time is there because I didn't necessarily feel like I was big enough as like an entrepreneur to be a part of art today. I was like, dude, I don't know. These are some big cats in here. Like I was just like with that self doubt and that self doubt is like the number one dream killer. And I was just like, you know what? Screw it, dude. I'm going to take a shot. I hope these guys, you know, accept me into this group and you know, are willing to help. And dude, phenomenal game changer for me because everyone wants to help everyone win. doesn't matter if you're on the low end or if you're on the high end, making millions of dollars every year, like we're all trying to help each other win. And that's the greatest thing about it. So like it, separates you from people you used to spend your time with like I have a lot of family and friends and like good friends that I grew up with my whole life that no I, I'm not like I don't have anything against them but our purpose uh, we we're on different paths they didn't I gave them the opportunity to grow with me they didn't want to do it so now it's like all right well I'm not going to stop my path of self-development stuff to you know stay on your level I'm going to keep growing you can either choose to grow with me or you can stay where you're at yeah and and you know it, it's it's crazy because I'm, you know, like for instance, I was just at that Evolve retreat or whatever, which which has RTA members at. There's about fifty RTA members that were there, and I'm there, and I'm like with people that I'm like, oh man, like these people built this big business and you know stuff like that, right? And and you know, everybody's at. We're, first off, we're all at different. Not everybody's at the same level. Like I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a two and a half, three years on my entrepreneur journey. Right. But I have tons of experience of building other people's businesses. 
So a lot of times I'm talking to these people who have like businesses that I'm like, oh man, I'm like jealous. These guys are awesome. And then I'm like, hey, uh, uh, I was looking at your business. You only have like 10 Google reviews and you've been in business for a few years. Like, uh, do you you not like uh, send the link out to people or anything? There's a link, right? Like, like, and I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, so we can, within that group, you're teaching people because not all of us have the answer to everything. You just think just just because somebody has a multi-million dollar company that they got it all together. It doesn't mean that they have it all together. We all learn different things. Some of us don't know how to do social media at all. So like there's people that don't even know how to do a post, right? Like, you know what I mean? And then there's people who literally are like social media savvy and they know how to do everything and do all the reels and do all the cool stuff, right? So everybody's at different stages. And the whole thing is, it's about helping each other out in the community. And as long as you can help each other out and help each other grow, that's a big part. So let's kind of uh, segue into your, you have your cannabis company. So how long have you had your <clears throat> cannabis company? Uh, I've been I've been in the cannabis industry about five years. I've had my own cannabis company for a little over four now. And uh, yeah, basically started out in the medical market here in Michigan, which it was established in 2008. I got in around 2019 and I actually got in under my mother because at the time when I dropped out of college, I was too young to get the licensing. So I convinced my mother, uh, who at the time her best friend had um, <clears throat> pancreatic cancer. And this was a like an option for us to be able to grow cannabis was to supply her friend with cannabis because she chose to not do any of the pharmaceutical stuff, which is like a big thing. My company's behind is like, I we hate. I hate, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but I hate the pharmaceutical industry. I absolutely hate it. It kills people. It doesn't help people. Like my saying is pills kill. And uh, so that gave us the opportunity to be able to grow products for our best friend who ended up beating pancreatic cancer by using cannabinoids and stuff instead of using all the pills and pharmaceutical industry, which like that gave me inspiration. Like my name, the company name is Fresh Hope Genetics. Uh, because there's a fresh hope for everyone, especially with holistic medication through, you know, cannabis. And that's like the route that we went with it because we've been able to see it proven to help cancer patients and stuff like that. So like, that was really like what helped us get started and stuff from that. And then we started growing in like a greenhouse Then went into, uh, after I had done 75 hard, I finally got my first like uh, commercial facility, started growing there. And then over the past three years, just been doing that. And now just partnered up with uh, my best friend. And two partners, one owns the dispensary that we're connected to. So we'll be doing the cannabis processing. So we'll be making like like concentrates, edibles, uh, pre-rolls and all that good stuff. And we can buy all these, uh, you know, raw materials from all the other growers and stuff in the market and make our own products. So it's basically like a lot of things that are a big issue in the industry right now is, you know, testing and stuff like that. Like they'll fail testing and like say a grow facility has an issue where they have too high humidity uh the flower will have end up having like some sort of mold or anything like that and then the flower is basically garbage garbage and they can't sell it so what they can do they can either choose to dump it or they can sell it to a processor that can turn it into other stuff and clean it and take the molds and anything like pesticides and stuff like that out to repurpose that product so they'll still get some sort of you know, return on their products, but it won't be the full, like what they're looking for, but it's better than nothing. And that's where we come into play. We solve that problem for companies and we'll be able to make our own products and stuff like that. So that's the route that we're currently going on. 
And uh, right now we're just waiting on some stuff from the city and the state uh, to finish our building out our facility. So it's kind of been a bunch of hoops to jump through. It's a lot harder than the medical industry to get into for the recreational. That's what we're going into. It's a recreational market here in Michigan because that was established in 2018. Uh, so that's more new upcoming. And, you know, if you're older than 21, you can buy it at, you know, dispensaries and stuff like that. So it's a very broad market to get into. There's more customer base in there. Yeah. So you guys are going to have uh, both the medical side and the recreational side. Uh, well, for this one, we're actually going to be just going for the recreational. I might end up uh, slowing down the medical side of things because there has been a lot of pharmaceutical industries uh, that have gotten into the industry that have just substantial amount of money that are able to pop up these facilities that are 10 times bigger than mine. So it's a lot harder market to be in right now. So I might end up, uh, you know, kind of zone, like pushing my way out of that and just focusing on the recreational because the margins are better for us. And then I can also pursue like the lifestyle and nutrition coaching on the side and then other business ventures too. Nice. So um, obviously we've talked about a couple different things. So what do you have for, uh, for nutrition? I mean, like we were talking off camera, you know, I, for instance, have thought I've been eating really good for the last year. And, uh, you know, I went to this Evolve retreat and I stepped on the scale and my weight was the same. And then like two days later, I was like, man, I dropped like six or eight pounds. I'm like, what the heck's going on? So I started thinking there must be something I'm eating at home that I think I'm eating healthy. That must be very high in sodium or something. Right. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then um, I told you off camera, I'm looking at this chicken that's cooked chicken that that I just put in a wrap with romaine lettuce kind of thing. And it sounds like there's all these extra ingredients in it. I actually just thought it was chicken for like over a year. I, mean, I just assumed that because it's chicken, it's pre-cooked, it only lasts a couple of weeks in the fridge, you know. What 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 recommendation do you have for people when they're when they're looking after nutrition? And, and I already know what you're probably going to say. So, so basically, I mean, the first thing you want to do is learn how to read a nutrition label. You always want to look at a nutrition label because companies are very good at hiding stuff. They don't necessarily put it right on the front for you to see. But if you look through a nutrition label, look for the carbs, fats, and protein amount in it, and then look for like the sodium and all that other additive stuff, and like what oils and stuff it's cooked in, like. That's where, like, I tell a lot of my clients right away to start with before they even start, like, tracking their macros is getting used to, like, understanding how to read a nutrition label. Because the first thing you always want to look at is the protein content and then carbs and fats, uh, because those are your macronutrients. And that's what, like, you know, your, fuels your body. So, for instance, like a car runs on gas and we run on food, our macros. That's what we run on is protein, carbs and fats. That's how we do it. There's technically four macros, protein, carbs, and fats, and then ethanol, which is alcohol. Uh, but I don't drink that. So, but a lot of people do. But just to know, like, alcohol is not good. It's an empty calorie uh, for all those people that do consume, you know, alcohol. But those are the main things you want to look at when looking at a nutrition label. Then the sodium content, because sodium, like with you saying, like, you know, you lost some weight coming back from the Evolve event because you were, you know, you weren't sure something in your diet was messing with it and you think it could have been sodium. Well, sodium causes your body to retain water. You know, you want to be consuming sodium because it ha is an essential electrolyte that your body needs. 
but you also don't want to be consuming too much because you will retain a lot of weight in water if you're consuming too much sodium. So your body is basically just like inflamed at that point where when you took a break from eating your usual things, you dropped all this inflammation and water retention on your body. Cause again, there's no way you can lose six pounds of body fat in a weekend. It's physically impossible. You'd have to literally lose or like be in an 18,000 calorie deficit in three days. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't doing yeah. anything out of the ordinary for workouts. I mean, like even some days I was just doing two hikes, right. Which is like, you know, two forty-five minute walks. Right. So I wasn't doing anything extraordinary. It's not like I did a, a workouts that were like so much more that I was sweating buckets and buckets of water more than I normally do. No, I, I try and keep things consistent. You know, I try and be same with my intensity. So I was like, something is off with whatever I'm eating. Right. So, yeah. you know, now it's going to make me uh, dive even deeper into the labels and and kind of go from there because there's there's something i'm missing and i think it might be related to that chicken so which is crazy that it's chicken i just thought it was chicken so yeah uh, they're good at hiding stuff they definitely are like there's a lot of stuff and foods that you wouldn't really understand or know until you you know actually take the time to look at the nutrition label which then you can actually like start creating awareness around the foods that you eat like simply by understanding the carbs fats and proteins that are in all these foods will create awareness around it because you typically what I everyone shoots for is well when on like weight loss weight gain any sort of like nutrition journey you want to shoot for one gram per ideal body weight so I weigh 190 pounds I want to consume 190 grams of protein just to maintain the lean muscle tissue and so just about for anyone you want to put that at your goal weight so say someone wants to weigh 200 pounds and they weigh 270 you want to shoot for 200 grams of protein then based off your caloric intake versus your TDEE, which is your total daily uh, calorie expenditure, like how many calories you're burning throughout the day, will show you whether or not you're going to be in a calorie deficit or a calorie surplus. And like to lose weight, you got to be in a deficit. So that's where it all comes down to is just prioritizing protein and being in a calorie deficit and understanding food. Like you want to create awareness around the foods that you're eating because there's a lot of crappy foods out there to this day that, you know, mm -hmm. cause inflammation and stuff like that with, you know, in your case, that's a big deal. And now you identify that like, Oh, maybe I need to reevaluate so I can, you know, take the time to look at these nutrition labels because you want to become aware. Awareness is key for just about anything is being aware of what you're putting in your body, what you're putting in your brain and what you're being aware of what you're doing on a daily basis. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. Well, I appreciate you coming on here today, Oliver. It was great. And uh, do you have any final words of wisdom for our, our listeners? Yeah, it's actually, uh, you know, uh, one of the, something I say every day to myself. The only thing you deserve is the reactions from the actions you take on a daily basis. Nice. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Experience podcast. podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Ben, check out Benjamin Del Grosso on LinkedIn at Safe Drive Solutions on Instagram or www.safedrivesolutions.ca online. We'll see you next time.